Alright y'all, let's go man uh, Mic check, mic check One, two, one, two You hear me out there? Hey y'all, what's up, what's going on y'all? Hey, we here Oh shit, let me get my Let me get my mic and shit straight um, So we can get into it um, What's going on y'all, how y'all doing man? How y'all holding up in the quarantine? Hope everything's fine Hope everyone's healthy Hope everyone's good we're going to get into a few things today. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey, one of the homies put the battery in my back, man. So uh, <laughs> blame him, man. Don't blame me. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Shit, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Shit, here we go. Tripping. Um, shit, I'm like. Shit, I'm like three weeks into quarantining right now. Um, haven't, lo haven't lost my mind yet. Um, so that's always good. Um, man, how's everybody holding up, man? I got to hold up, man. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get right real quick, man. Um, shit, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, man. So... Um, this is episode number 16 of the Minority Report. Um, interracial dating. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just the messenger, y'all. So um, I wanted to touch on this subject a while ago, um, to be completely honest with you guys. Um, I was just really waiting on the right time to uh, you know, address some of these, some this issue right here as far as interracial dating. So let me see, let me see, let me see something real quick. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, I'm here, man. I'm here to, you know, like I said, talk about interracial dating. Um, if you're easily offended, um, this, probably ain't goes, this probably isn't going to be the podcast for you to listen to. Um, I'm not going to really say anything to offend no one on purpose. I'm just going to talk about the statistics and the facts that's out there as far as interracial dating is concerned. Um, but as we all know, with the truth, you know, when people are out here speaking the truth, um, it, it, it usually offends a lot of people out there. But like I said, we're not here for, we're not here to, uh, be politically correct about, you know, any type of topics that I'm talking about. So, uh, with interracial dating, um, we're going to continue to do more of the same when it comes to it. So. Um, first things first, um, interracial dating. Now I know a lot of my peers, a lot of my, <laughs> a lot of my peers, a lot of my friends, a lot of my acquaintances, a lot of my family members will, might be like, well, you're the one to talk. <laughs> I mean, not in a, <laughs> um, I'm an interracial dater myself. I've been doing it for a while. Um, but I just want to talk about, you know, my experiences. I mean, some of my experiences. I'm just giving you a brief history on my experiences. But a lot of because a lot of people are under the assumption that um, I don't date black women because I predominantly date Latin women. Um, and that's and I get it, man. I understand why. I mean, but I'm gonna give you some, you know, background onto that. I mean, and probably why. I mean, and actually why that is. Um, why that is the way it is. Uh, so 
Um, that's that's what makes it funny because I know <laughs> I know they like yo this nigga gonna talk about interracial dating. This nigga don't even date black women. Nah, that's that's not the case at all. So um, we're gonna get into it, man. Um, I'm gonna let you guys know a few things about myself. Just a brief history. Um, like I'm well documented, so um, it is what it is. I mean. <laughs> Check my history out, um, like I said, because I'm well documented when it comes to this, uh, this subject right here. So just a little brief history about myself, man. Um, growing up in Colleen, Texas, um, shit, man, um, it, it was Colleen, Texas is like a, it's a, it's a it's, I'm going to say a big melting pot. It's not like San Francisco or the Bay Area when it comes to how big it is. But in, in reference to, like I said, just it being a melting pot, it's right out, Clean, Clean Texas sits right outside of uh, Fort Hood, Texas. Fort Hood is uh, the biggest Army base, I believe, in the continental United States. Um, so that in itself um, breeds, I mean, brings a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different cultures. So growing up there, um, it, it opened my eyes to just a lot of different cultures. And that's something that I uh, personally, I embrace that because um, if we're around Koreans, we're around Filipinos, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Cubans, um, Mexicans, um, damn near anything, anything you could think of, um, we were surrounded by it um, in Clean Texas. So that in itself um, gave me a broad view of the world, even though Clean Texas is a small city. It was even a smaller city back then when uh, when we grew up, when I grew up there. So um, with that being said, so first got to Colleen. Uh, I was in third grade, I believe. No, shit. Yeah, third grade, I believe. No, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. Um, I was, yeah, yeah, third grade. Um, I was there. Got to Colleen. Um, as you guys know uh, from before, previous podcasts, um, I was one of, I was a have not, man. I was a have not, I was a poor kid. And, um, that shit, uh, like I said, I mean, that was me. That was me. I was a have not, I was a poor kid. So that didn't really matter in elementary school. But then once, um, middle school came around, that's everybody in middle school. That's when you're pretty much coming of age. You're really, you know, you're going through puberty. You're really going, th- I mean, you're really, um, that's the beginning of you becoming yourself and uh, basically forming your identity and all those things. So um, in middle school, I actually left, man. I left, uh, I left Colleen in middle school, um, did what I do. Um, actually, I did three years in Germany. I was supposed to do all my middle school years um, over in Germany, um, Hanout, Germany, to be exact. Um, but I failed sixth grade over there. I was wilding out. So um, I ended up coming, we ended up coming back to Colleen and um, I did my, my, my final year of middle school at Ransier Middle School, right? Now, even before I went to Ransier Middle School, like I said, I was in Germany in Hanau Middle School. And that's when really everything started to, that's when I really started to notice uh, things about myself and really how, you know, poor I was, not my family. <laughs> my family was a middle-class family, but like I said from previous uh, podcasts, um, none of that shit dwindled down to me, man. So, man, I was, like I said, I was a have-not, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't have no name-brand clothes. I was ashy as fuck back then, and I had a real, um, my skin, I have very sensitive skin in general, but 
um, back then I was like, I, I, I used to have um, heat rashes, man, that I would develop on my, on my arms, like in the bends, you know, my elbows and, you know, around my neck as well. And it was real bad. And my stepmom, man, she wouldn't, um, she wouldn't give me anything to cure that. Um, she, cause like I said, she wanted me looking like the fucking worst person ever out there, man. And, um, so that was me, man. I was, like I said, I was ashy. I was, I was, uh, I was real quiet. I was real reserved. I was real stuck to myself. Um, so with that being said, um, not a lot of girls, shit, not a lot of girls, if, if, uh, if any, really showed me love. In sixth grade, I mean, it wasn't so bad. I mean, I had, you know, I had little friends, girls I liked and girls that liked me. But then once seventh and eighth grade came around, that's when, you know, you really started to click up with your clicks and you really started to, um, you know, like I said, uh, that was the beginning of the stages of you coming into your own. Now, what I noticed was like, especially when I got to Colleen, was um, black girls, man, black girls was not showing me no love, like at all. Like, <laughs> like if I was in, if I was within ten feet of a black girl back then, um, she was looking at me like I was disgusting. She would, they would look at me like I, like they were disgusted in me, right? And, um, and I, 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 of course I knew why, man. I, like I said, I, I never had no name brand. It was, it was one pair of pro wings, a pair of jeans and two shirts and a jacket for the whole school year. My shoes came from Payless. My clothes came from Kmart. So if y'all know anything about that, man, that shit would fucking wear, wear out within the first couple months of school. Um, or, you know, it'd, it'd be, it, it was just all bad. You know, it, you, you'll, you'll grow out of it. So you'll be having high waters. Your damn shirts will be looking like fucking, <laughs> fucking cut off halter tops and shit. Um, and she always bought me big jackets. Um, so, she, so she really didn't have to, uh, to um, buy me any, any more later on. So I would literally keep my fucking, uh, I would literally keep my fucking coat on like year round. Um, because I was embarrassed by the fucking clothes that I had on and, or I was wearing the same fucking clothes, um, almost every day to school. So like I said, man, I mean, black girls, man, it was really just, it was very, very, very fucking harsh to me, um, in middle school, all the way, honestly, all the way until my, uh, junior year in high school, um, they was just harsh to me, man. Like I said, it was cause. Um, I wasn't one of the cool kids. I wasn't popular and shit. I didn't have none of the, the popular clothes. I didn't have none of the popular shoes. I didn't hang out with none of the popular kids. Shit, I didn't hang out with the, I didn't even hang out with the, um, with the halfway popular kids. I was, like I said, I was a have-not. So I was hanging out with a lot of have-nots and a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, um, immigrant, immigrant children, man. A lot of, a lot of the, the kids that I was raised around in Colleen their parents were, were first generation removed from whatever country they were from. So basically what I'm saying is like, because, because of the army. So if their mom or dad was in the army and they joined the army um, in whatever country they were in, be it Puerto Rico, be it Korea, uh, uh, wherever they joined the uh, army at, if it was one of those countries, um, some, some, from, some people from Mexico, um, just all over, just whatever country they came from, um, usually their parents 
was first generation from that country. Now, what I noticed was with the with the girls who had parents who are who were foreign and you know came from a whose parents came from a different country um that norm nine out of ten times they come from a country that's way poorer than the united states um a lot of islanders too um from hawaii guam um uh, samoans uh, just a lot of islanders as well so all of those kids like i said they come from countries poorer than poorer than the united states so it wasn't about how i look they accepted me by my personality because even even <laughs> i'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that any of those girls was checking for me like they wanted to be my girlfriend or anything, but they still treat me like a fucking human being is what I'm saying. They treated me like, like I said, as long as I was cool and they was cool, um, it was all love from them. I mean, like I said, none of them was checking for me because like I said, I mean, um, it was, it was, it, it, was, it was rough beginnings for me. So <laughs> it wasn't, um, it wasn't one of those, uh, it was just one, like I said, it was just one of those things to, like I said, they understood um, what being poor was about. Um, a lot of their families, they didn't have a lot. Um, they didn't have a lot of stuff, you know, once they came to America. That's why they came here and joined the military. Their parents came here, joined the military for a better way of life. So um, so we, re we related on that aspect. But like I said, and those are like all the... All the foreign kids with the foreign moms or the foreign dads and stuff, like I said, they really embraced me because, like I said, I mean, it was like they're coming from where I'm coming from. Like, I'm, I'm this kid. I don't got shit, man. I don't got nothing um, to offer anyone. I, I didn't have anything to offer anyone outside of my personality. But like I said, the majority, not all, not all, because I don't want black women to fucking be killing me on here. Um, so not, not, the, uh, not all of them, but the majority of them. Which is like I said, I mean, like I said, if, if I got anywhere around them, man, they was not, they was not happy with me. It was like <laughs> the motherfuckers treated me like, um, treated me like I was the plague, like for real, and they avoided me at all costs. So, yo, man, social distancing for me. I mean, <laughs> I've been doing that shit since I don't, I don't even know '91 or something like that, because um, they was making me feel that way, um, but. What happened was I realized, I, I, I realized a strong dis distinction between black girls growing up and pretty much every other race um, outside of white girls. Um, I didn't really know too many white girls. Just, I mean, I know a lot of white girls, don't get me wrong, but I never really hung out with a lot of them. Um, they was never really in my inner circle. There were a few that was in my inner circle. But not too many, man. Um, so I really didn't know how they were until I got older. But as far as middle school and my beginning years of high school was concerned, like I said, I, 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 what I noticed was um, a lot of black girls at the time, they chose their relationships and their friendships off of materialistic shit. Now... Like I said, man, I'm the I'm the messenger, so <laughs> don't fucking kill me, but understand where I'm coming from, man. And like I said in one of my my other uh, my other episodes, it, it was it was the same shit. Like Eddie Griffin said in a stand up uh, in one of his stand up shows one day about um, about about the black mother being um, the black girl's uh, best friend and worst friend uh, worst worst friend um, altogether. 
because um, our parents, my parents from my generation, our parents would uh, teach their daughters like all this materialistic things to look for in a man versus his fucking uh, personality and shit. So um, I did, man. I had shit, man. I had a, uh, I had a girlfriend. I had a, actually I had a black girlfriend in eighth grade, man. Um, we're still cool. We're still cool to this day. She's pretty dope. Um, good friend of mine. Um, but outside of her, and I don't even know what, <laughs> and I don't even know what the hell she's seen in me at that time. But she went to a whole t- totally different middle school, um, which is crazy. I think I met her. I, I think I met. Matter of fact, I know I met her and her sisters at the uh, boys and girls club. So um, that's how that's how we connected um, in the summer. You know. We in the fucking boys and girls club like all day every day, so that's where we connected at. That's where we met, um, and what, for whatever, I guess she seen um, she seen something in me that she that she liked. So I guess she took that chance on me, and that was my girlfriend. Um, that was my girlfriend, I should say, uh, because I mean, <laughs> everybody knows uh, high school, middle school, those those relationships don't count. Shit, damn near half of the majority of ones in my adulthood don't count either. But um, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, man, so she's seen something in me where, like I said, m- the majority of black women, like I said, it just really, I mean, black girls at the time, they just really showed me that, um, like I said, if, 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 for one, if I wasn't popular, if I wasn't popular, they wasn't talking to me for the most part. I, if I didn't have none of the Jordans, the Nikes, the cross colors, the fucking Carl Kanai, the whatever else was going on at that time, if, and I didn't have any of it. My shit was straight out of fucking Kmart on the blue light special joint. So, and my shoes was straight out of fucking uh, Payless, for, uh, the pro wing, the pro wings. So, um, that's that's how I grew up, man. I mean, I grew up understanding that. So, it wasn't until I got to high school that um, it wasn't really until I got to high school that just black girls in general um, really just started to talk to me just like the other girls, the other minority girls in middle school. And it wasn't on no, they liked me shit um, or they wanted to be with me or anything like that. Like I was like, (laughs) I was genuinely shocked that black girls like would really like talk to me because, and I I think I've told the story before. Um, If not, I'm gonna tell it. If if so, I apologize. I'm gonna tell it again. But my best friend, my best friend Fonda, um, we was in an English class, and I remember, I think she sat in front of me. I think she sat in front of me in class. Yeah, she sat in front of me in class, um, in an English class. And I remember, like, the first time she, like, turned around. <laughs> Yo, she, she fucking, she turned around and started talking to me for whatever. I mean, just so... <laughs> Hey, I, you know, just on some introduction shit, like, my name, you know, my name is Fonda. Um, nice to meet you. What's your name? And, you know, I, I, I of course, told her my name, but I was, <laughs> I was sitting there in a fucking state of shock because I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm glancing around the classroom because I'm looking at her, I'm looking at her like, motherfucker, you know you commit social so, social suicide by talking to me because don't know black girls fucking talk to me, man. But um, <laughs> but she was one of the first black girls in um, my high school to ever like talk to me to introduce introduce themselves 
to me, man. So that was the dopest shit in the world, man. That was way back in 93. Um, and we're still rocking. We, as y'all know, if y'all follow me on, um, on uh, Facebook, y'all know we're still uh, very close to this day. Um, but till this day, I still never understood why, you know, she would say hi to me or whatever the case may be. And then my best friend in high school, which is Stephanie, man, um, she, she was the one that really, really, uh, like really took a liking to me and really, really, um, started to work on me, work on my confidence, my, my, uh, my conversation. Like she, she poured into me, she poured into me everything that I needed to know that I wanted to know. Um, she poured it into me, man. And again, when she started talking to me, um, and she was one of the most popular girls in my school at the time and she was beautiful. Um, she was a dope chick, man. So again, man, I couldn't understand why she was talking to me. And, but like I said, man, she, she's the one that's damn near responsible for the way I am now. I just have to tweak a lot of shit though, but <laughs> But she instilled all that confidence and all that shit in me, right? Now, I say all that to say this, right? Um, black girls, like I said, they didn't even notice me. Outside of a few, they didn't even notice me until my junior year in high school, right? And it got so bad, like, because I guess, like, my junior year in high school, man, I was able to, you know, uh, finally, you know, get my shit together, man. I was working after school jobs. I was able to put... Um, I always knew how to dress in my mind. <laughs> I just never had the money to do so. So I remember it was the summer in between our sophomore year and our junior year in high school. I was, you know, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to get this after school job. And I'm going to start putting my look together. And, um, and, you know, Stephanie was there to help me, you know, get my, get my look together and shit. And um, I just told Steph. And then Steph was like, oh, you... you <laughs> I told Steph, I'm going to be out this motherfucker shutting this shit down, right? And then she was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, she was like, yeah, whatever, man. So um, I did, man. I got my shit together, man. And then for the first time, that's when the a lot of the majority of people started to, I mean, I'm sorry, not people, black girls started to notice me was my junior year in high school. And it's funny because I had some of them girls in my in elementary school, I had a lot of uh, a few of them in middle school because I because I went to Ellison High School, which is outside of Ranseer. They went to we Ranseer people went to Colleen High, but um, um, a few of them did come over to uh, to Ellison High our freshman year and you know graduated you know our our senior year with me. Um, so the few that did, I had some of them in classes in middle school. I had some of them in classes in high school. My first two years, and a lot of the black girls I did have in, in class in uh, my first two years in high school, they never even fucking noticed me, man. <laughs> and that's cool, man. But what's funny about this whole story is, once once um, my junior year came around, like I said, I was able to put my shit together. Um, and I, I can't even lie, man. My transformation was like fucking night and day, like for real, to the point to whereas a lot of those black girls would be running up on my best friend, Stephanie, asking her, who's the new guy? <laughs> and I have been to school with these, I have been to school with these girls, some of them uh, since elementary school, 
but the majority of them I had been in school with since uh, freshman year, and we were juniors this year. So, and then from there, man, my popularity, I guess, grew from my junior year. And my saw, I mean, my senior year, and I guess that's when the black girls started to notice who I was. Now, here's why I'm saying all this shit. So, I remember like a um, probably last year around uh, last year. Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Michael B. Jordan specifically, I'm gonna talk about him first. Um, they say like um, every time like they see him out in a party or whatever, he's around a lot of white girls or women who just is who aren't black. And then um, same thing with uh, Childish Gambino, uh, Danny Glover as well. Um, and I remember the explanation both of those gentlemen said, and they said um, they said that. Well, it's it's not a, it's not that they don't date black women. It's just that when they were growing up, they were geeks and they were nerds and shit, and the black girls wasn't checking for them. And fucking black Twitter fucking killed those niggas, like for real. But I relate it because I grew up the same fucking way. Like I was a have not. I was a fucking geek. I was a. I was just. I was very very ashy back in the day, man. And um, like I said, black girls wasn't checking for me. So when those gentlemen, when Michael B. Jordan and Childish Gambino said that shit, like I said, I really felt that because, like I said, I, I literally I witnessed that shit, man. So just know that, um, like I, I know it's not all black women, and, and I know that wasn't all black girls because it wasn't. I had some cool ass, um, I had some cool ass friends um, growing up during those times who are who were black girls. Um, so of course it's not all of them, but the vast majority of the ones I've ever encountered, and, and apparently those two gentlemen as well. Um, if you, like I said, if you wasn't a cool ass nigga, if you wasn't a cool ass nigga, you wasn't popular, you didn't have a fucking fly ass clothes, you didn't have a fucking car in high school. Black girls was not checking for you. Hey, don't kill the fucking messenger, man. I'm just letting y'all know what it is. So that is what it was. That's my experience. That's Michael B. Jordan's experience. That's Danny Glover's experience. And that's a whole lot of other black dudes I knew who was just socially awkward back in the day, man. It was like black girls wasn't giving us no play like whatsoever. Now, fast forward, man. Um, we um, a lot of people always want to know why. Why is it that when black men become successful, they go date white women, predominantly white women? Um, that's what they go date. Now, I just want to give y'all a little brief history on that shit, because um, all of this shit, man, it it um it derives from fucking back in the day, back in the slavery days and shit. So you gotta understand, like back in the day, um, the way we came, I mean, shit, we we black people in general, black people in general, but especially, so black people in the general, we were what three fifths a man. That's what they called it. That's what they called us. Uh, back in the day, so we weren't even allowed to be called a fucking person back in the day, and so we was three fifths a person back in the day. Now that's predominantly for black men. Now imagine how um, how they felt about fucking black women. If black if black men pretty much was three fifths of a man, then black women were pretty much one fifth of a man, if that. I don't even know how they um, put them in whatever category they put them in. But it was less than what a black man was, right? Their value, I should say. So when when you when you're when you're growing up back in the slavery days, so like I said, this shit is deeply rooted because black women have always been looked at as 
not being shit since the beginning of this fucking country, right? So, and for black men and black people in general, um, white women was, back in the day, they were forbidden. You could get killed for even look. Emmett Till, they lied, said, you know, he whistled at a white woman. And we see and we know what happened to him. But that shit happened all the time back then. You know what I mean? So back in the day, like I said, they had white women up on this fucking pedestal, especially when it come, came to black men. It was like they they really didn't. Um, th that, that was that was something that was off limits that they could never, never obtain. So through history. Um, they always put fucking fucking white women on this fucking pedestal. You know what I mean? So, whereas back in the day, it was it was because they couldn't have it. So, you know, it's like a fucking kid. It's like, if you can't have something, if your parents tell you don't do something, don't hang with these people, of course, that's exactly who or what you want to want to do. It's, 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 a, it's a mental thing. So, black men have become, black, black men have become conditioned to, um, to, what's the word I'm looking for? to aim towards getting a white woman. So that's why a lot of these fucking, and like I said, it's not a, well, for some of them, it is it is a conscious thing. Um, it's just one of those things to whereas it's like, it's a, it's a like I said, it's they're, they're, they've been conditioned all of this time to look at white women as the fucking prize. You know what I mean? That's how they look at it. They, that's just, how they look at shit like white women are the prize it's been that way throughout our history so a lot of them when they when they make it somewhere um they go get them a white woman because the white woman in their opinion looks better on their arm um i personally don't feel that way um but that's how that is i figured i'll try to answer that question for a lot of people because a lot of people um hit my inbox and they want to know why successful black men don't date black women um and that's just the history that i know that's the research that i've done that's the that's the statistics um that's what the statistics show now being that that's just being said um i don't have no problem with black women at all um i honestly especially in the last year year and a half i've been looking for a fucking black woman <laughs> because I've been dating Latin women since fucking, I don't know, man, shit, fucking 96. I've been, shit, yeah, 96, man. I've been dating black, I mean black women. I've been dating Latin women since 96. That's when I started dating uh, Latin women. I still dated black women. Um, I still dated all women, including black women, um, for years on in and after, uh, after 96 as well. But that's when I started before 96, like I said, I only had one girlfriend and I was in uh, eighth grade or just one girl that even liked me. And that was in eighth grade. So, so um, no, man, I mean, once 96 came around, that was my junior year in high school. Um, and I was finally able to date. Like I said, I was... I was kind of turned off from the black girls because, like I said, they never showed me no fucking love. And just to be co completely honest with you guys, it was around sixth, sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, I seen fucking Desperado for the first time. And uh, 
uh, I seen Selma Hyatt for the first time, who is still to this day um, my celebrity crush and always will be. But um, I seen Selma, man, and I was like, yo, <laughs> whatever that is, that's something that I need in my life. So, um, of course, I knew she was Mexican or Latin. I know she was Latina for real. Um, so from that point on, like once 96 came around, it was just a matter of me um, going after something that I was attracted to. Um, and I was attracted to Latin women because they were different from black and white women. You know what I mean? So that's what I was. That's what I was. That's what I was. And I am attracted to. Um, so, like I said, I've been dating Latin women since 96. But I want you guys to know, like, no, never have I ever said to myself that. I'm not going to date black women. Uh, I don't want to date black women. There was a few black women that I was in the Air Force with that um, I wanted to date and everybody in that motherfucking on that fucking those bases wanted to date. Um, but we just became cool as fuck and I didn't want to fuck up our friendship. So um, I chose friendship over relationships um, when it comes to that. So um, that's the thing, man. We can't, we can't as a society um, dog out any fucking race or just, or, or say some ignorant shit like, I only date black men um, or I only date white men or white men. Um, shit like that is just, it's just, that's just ignorance. Um, and we just need to get rid of that way of thinking because I tell you what, man, when it comes to interracial dating, it's hard. Um, and you would think that we're in 2020 that it's, it, it, uh, it, it has gotten easier. Yes, it has gotten easier. We're actually allowed to date outside of our race now, whereas before we wasn't able to do that, especially when it comes to black men. You know, So when it comes to black men, black men who just completely X out black women because they say stupid shit like, oh, they got too much attitude or... Uh, they, they're too, they're, they're too much drama. They got too much drama or whatever the attitude, the, 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 um, all the shit that they say. I don't know what they say, man. Cause I don't talk to niggas who don't date black women. So I don't know what them niggas say, but from what I hear, a lot of it has to do with, um, a strong black woman. They always talking about strong black women. They want, they don't want to date a strong black woman. I mean, they don't, uh, and they come with attitude or, um, I know from what my homies told me is a lot of black women will, um, they'll want their man to treat them like a king and then, but the black women would treat their husband, I mean, their, their husband or significant other like a fucking peasant. So a lot of them have that issue with them. But I used to tell all my niggas all the time, like, shit, bro, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's Latin women too, man. I mean, Latin women for sure, they're, they're the same fucking way. So we got to get out of that whole mindset of um, we, not, we don't date a specific race. Like people are people, man. And the type of, for the, for, for the black men out there who don't date black women um, because they have attitudes and they strong and they're, uh, or, or just basically they have attitudes and they, all that, you know, they want to be treated like queen shit, man. There's women of all races that are the same fucking way, you know? Um, so with that being said, I will say this when it comes to black women, 
Um, if you see a black man out there dating someone outside his race, it's fucking disrespectful. <laughs> it's disrespectful for you to fucking say something about her or, I mean, say something about her to him or some, say something to her about, about dating the black guy. That's happened a hell of a whole lot to me in my lifetime. It's just disrespectful. You know what I mean? So what I also found out, and in my research, when it comes to interracial dating, black, black women and Mexican, Mexican men are the worst when it comes to interracial dating, meaning that they, those two demographic, those two demographics, they really hate to see, you know, uh, black men with any other race and Mexican men, but and Mexican men hate to see Mexican women with black men specifically, but yes, other races as well. Now, with that being said, I noticed, because I grew up in Colleen, this is what I noticed just as a whole, and like I said, I mean, I know, you, I know, a, I know a few of you people, I know a few of you guys out there, I mean, you guys are going to, you know, have something to say about what I'm about to say, but in any minority, in most minority households, meaning um, in, 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 in all minority households, in, in all households, fuck it, that's not a minority thing, in, in all households, this is what I noticed. Um, when it comes to dating, um, especially on the, if, if it's a girl, if it's a girl's family, when it comes to dating and the family has a daughter, there's a hierarchy when it comes to dating, right? So it's most, damn near every ethnicity out there. Doesn't matter, you're black, you're white, you're fucking Korean, you're Chinese, Japanese, Hawaiian, uh, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Dominican, it does not matter. Most minor, most fam, all, most, most all families want you to date someone within your own race. That's how that goes, like, that's how that goes. And if not, if you're not going to date inside your race, they prefer you date a white person or a white man, period. That's just how that goes. Because amongst the world, white men are looked at as the pinnacle, even above their own fucking race. But of course, they want their own, they want you to marry someone within your own race, within your own culture, but um, they prefer it. They prefer you, like I said, they prefer you date someone in your own race. But if you're not going to do that, they prefer you to date a white man, period. That's just how that goes. I know you guys are going to fucking at me and say that's not right. That's not true. But it is what it is. I know what I know. I know the research. I've done the research. And it is what it is. I've talked to plenty of women who agree. I said, fuck that. I talked to plenty of men who grew up with sisters whose parents were like that. So I know what it is. And then when it comes to them dating black men, that's pretty much a no way. That nah, we we're not doing that. You are not doing that at all. So um, understand that. Give me a break. I hit you right back in a minute. All right, so I'm back, man. We gonna um, shit. Whew. Okay, man. Um, yo. So being that we have the intermission part, real quick. Um, I just want to let you know, as no, um, if you're listening to this podcast right now, um, the first person to 
DM me um, a message or text me um, saying that, you know, you're listening to this podcast. Um, I'm going to hook you up with a free T-shirt to the minority, I mean, free minority report T-shirt. I've been wearing them the last couple of uh, episodes, so y'all know what they look like. I only have black right now, but, you know, black is where it's at. So, um, yeah, man, uh, hit me up, DM me, uh, send me a text message, uh, drop a message uh, on, on the... Uh, on, you know, on, on the social medias, and um, I'll get you that free t-shirt straight up, all right? So, back to the conversation at hand, man. So, um, we was talking about the hierarchy, man. So, that's 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 true, man. So, black people, black men, especially, we're at, the, we're at the bottom of the totem pole, and if black men are at the bottom of the totem pole, then you know black women are beneath that, as far as society is concerned. So, um, that's fucked up. That's a shame, um, especially because... You would think that we've come, we, we've come far enough um, in this country to where uh, shit wouldn't be looked at like that. But unfortunately, it is, and it's not even a dating thing to be honest with you. Because I remember growing up, man. Like, um, like I said, I grew up in Colleen, so and you know, me me growing up in Colleen, like I was normally. I was a lot of my friends who aren't black. I was a lot of I was a lot of their first black friend. So I remember when I used to fucking pull up. When I used to go to their friends' houses and they trying to have company, <laughs> and because all the fucking negative stereotypes that come with black people, man, it was like to each one of their parents, I had to prove themselves. You know, I mean, I had to prove myself to their parents, and of course I did. I mean, after after time and shit, like I was like their parents uh i was like my friend's parents uh, favorite fucking friend i was their favorite friend i mean after but like i said i still had to prove myself so when it comes to dating it's a, it's the same thing i've been i've been a lot of of um minorities first black boyfriend or first black guy that they've dated and um, so I've had to knock down that fucking wall a few times, but I try to tell them don't get confused. I mean, don't get it confused because we're not all the fucking same. And I represent myself. Yes, I represent um, my culture as well, um, and I represent my ethnicity as well, of course. Um, but we're all just, we're all different, just like they're all different. So they can't just base one person. Um, you, you can't, but like, but they do that shit all day, every day, anyway, man. Like I said, I mean because. A lot of people, man, they they're just afraid of black people in general. So um, that's how that goes. Now, <clears throat> talking about fucking um, oh man, talking about interracial dating. Now, a lot of women, a lot of women, a lot of men, but a lot of women. I, I'm speaking from my perspective. Um, of course, a lot of women they love black men. I mean, um, they do. It is what it is. Um, universally, I believe um, we're one of the most accepted um, races in the world when it comes to other women dating black men. We, we that's just is what it is. Especially here in the United States, you can see a black man with pretty much damn near every and any ethnicity ethnic, ethnicity um, out there here in America. You could you could you could find that. Um, so this is what I got to say, man, when it comes to that, man, if, if you're going to date a black man, um, or black, just date a black person in general, know what their culture is about, know about them, about where they come from. Um, you'll never fully understand, 
um, what it's like what it's like to be a black person here in America. You'll never fully understand that. However, it's important that if you're dating outside your race, you should try to learn something about their culture, preferably before you start dating them, but especially when you start dating them, um, because it's fucking like it's unfair. Like I've been dating Latin women my whole life, and um, I know about Latin culture. I just do, but partly it's because I grew up in a Latin household, and partly it's because I grew up in Colleen. Whereas it's a lot of Latin cultures in Colleen, so um, I'm there. I'm there to learn. I'm there to soak it all up, man. I, um, I was in my first quinceanera in ninth grade, summer between well ninth grade. I don't know something like that. Um, um, my first quinceanera. Um, <laughs> I've been eating their food. I, I've been doing the whole thing. I'm I'm engulfed in their culture, and I'm from fucking Texas. So, um, if you're from fucking if you're from Texas and you know nothing about you know Mexican culture for sure, um, because that's the that's the, the the dominant one here in Texas. But just in Latin culture in general, um, if you're here and you know nothing about it, you're doing yourself a great disservice. Um, but learn about these different cultures, whatever culture you're whatever there's, there's white men who date Asian women. Um, there's white men who date black women, there's white men who date Latin women, like every, all races date each other, but a lot of the times they don't want to take the time out to learn about the person's culture. I've been watching fucking 90 Day Fiance and that shit is fucking comedy at its finest for sure. But it always amazes me when they go over to the Philippines or whatever fucking country they go into. <laughs> And they're shocked by their living conditions and shit. Like, what the fuck you... <laughs> like, yo, what the fuck you thought was going on over there, man? Like, like, like it's, it's mind-boggling to me how you could date another race and not know nothing about the culture that you're dating. All right, so with that being said, now we're we going <laughs> to... We're going to talk about these white women real quick, man, because, hey, man, we got to. <laughs> yo, yo, hey, hey, somebody got to say it, so it might as well be me, man. So white women out there, man, um, there's a there's a term and, I, and I'm not trying to be offensive to anyone. But there's a term out there for gay people who could readily identify when someone is gay without even talking to them. They call it gaydar, right? So they call that gaydar. So black men, we, we have that same thing when it comes to white women who date black men. We could just tell. You guys, oh my God, man. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me pause real quick, man. Let me, <laughs> let me figure out my words, man, before, because uh, I don't want to offend, I don't want to offend no one, man. I just want to, I just want to get this information out there and, you know, try to, you know, try to educate people and, and educate and help people. That, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for at the Minority Report. So this is what we're going to do, man. So white women, um, black men, for the most part, for the most part, can tell when a white woman dates a black man because there's a certain look, there's a certain style. Like we, we all, and, and the majority of the world, well, United States, the majority of the United States know what that look looks like. So that's always been a turnoff to me. Like if I could look at you and tell that you date black men, I could never date you. 
And same goes for the majority of my homeboys who are black, uh, who are black. I mean, if we could really, I mean, a lot of dudes, they like that shit because they like, um, they like, they like that shit. That's just what they like. And if they could get a, if they could get a ghetto acting girl who isn't black, then they feel like they won and they hit the fucking lottery. Um, some black men do, um, which is fucking stupid in itself. I hate the term acting black because what the fuck is that? Like, how the fuck do you act black? So I would never say that, yo, she's acting black or the other one. Oh, she's talking black. Like, what the fuck is that? Because I'm, I'm on the opposite side of that shit when it comes to that. And they tell me that I talk white. You know what I mean? Um, you probably wouldn't think that here <laughs> on this podcast, but that's what they tell me. Yo, you talk white. It's not that I fucking talk white. It's because I'm fucking educated. So, and white people aren't the only motherfuckers who's educated in the world, in case y'all didn't know. So, stop telling black people that they fucking talk white because that's not it. That's some toxic ass shit. And we need to just stop using that shit altogether. They talk white or they act in white. Like, we don't fucking talk white and we don't fucking act white. We, we are ourselves. And just because the world, mainly the United States, pin people or ghetto ass people as black people doesn't mean that those motherfuckers out there are acting fucking ghetto. I mean, are acting black. They're just fucking ghetto, and they want to be fucking ghetto. And that's the problem with those white women who date black men. They feel that they got to be fucking super ghetto, fucking loud. Um, I mean, everything about the, you know, the short fucking haircut, the, the asymmetric fucking haircut that, you know, one size longer than the other. They got parts in it and shit. They got it highlighted a certain way. They wear their, they wear their nails a certain way. Uh, they dress a certain way. Um, and on, in all honesty, everything that those white women are doing, they're just biting off black women, just to be completely honest with you. Because they know that black men love black women so they're trying to uh, they're trying to imitate that. That's what they're doing. Um, so that's the look that they're going for. But like I said, I mean, don't you, you fucking playing yourself to think that that shit is cute or that shit is attractive. And the shit is so funny. Like when I'm around those type of women, when I'm around those white women, because a lot of my niggas, a lot of my homeboys, man, they dated those type of women. Um, back in the day, right? Or or they still date those type of women. But um, when we when back in the day when we used to be partying and we'd be hanging out and we'd be at barbecues and shit and you know they got their white girlfriend with them and shit. Oh my goodness! It's like, <laughs> or we see white women, you know, at the club or uh, or you know at the party at the barbecue or whatever the case may be. We got all shit. Not only white men, I mean, not only black men. White men could tell too that they only date black women, like. If we could tell by the way you dress, if we could tell by the way you you, got, you you do your nails, we could tell by the way you cut your hair, and we could tell by the way that, I mean, we could tell by the fucking car you drive, so you pulling up in a fucking Charger on fucking 22s. <laughs> this shit, this shit used to, yo, this shit used to throw me for a loop, right? Because, <laughs> yo, I mean, in Vegas, man, we be, you know, we cruising, whatever we doing and shit. So you see a motherfucking car, your rear view, rear view, you you know, it's a Charger, uh, a Charger, a 300M, and a Challenger. Those are the, like, those those are the cars, right? So you see one of them shits pull up, you know, and then you like, then you hear the music from way the fuck down the block and shit. They pull up next to you and shit, and it's a white chick, right? 
But the thing about it is, man, she she listening to some more to, to more gangster shit than I'm ever going to listen to, man. She <laughs> at the stoplight, dude. Whoever she listening to, then killed fucking fifty niggas at fifty niggas. That caught forty cases. It's like, yo, man, she's she's. <laughs> Yo, man, relax. Y'all got to relax. Like, white women who do that shit, y'all got to fucking relax. And the funny part about that shit is when we are in those functions and we're at their houses or they're, you know, chilling at one of our houses and they motherfucking mama call them or they daddy call them from back home, all of a sudden, they fucking Becky from the Burbs again. Like, their whole voice, their mannerisms, they every fucking thing changing that shit is bananas to me man i'm like what the fuck just like that's who you are man be you like if if for myself personally and a lot of the dudes that i know if we're gonna date a white woman just be a fucking white woman because that's the reason why they want to date you if they wanted a ghetto ass chick they'll go find a ghetto ass chick of their own fucking race you know what i mean if like i said like i've said before and i've always and i always say if you're gonna be fucking if you're becky from the fucking burbs be Becky from the Burbs. Don't be. Don't don't get around me acting like Con, like Connie from fucking Compton and shit. That's not. That's that shit is not. That shit is not attractive to anybody, right? And then um, what I found the the few times that I've tried to date a few different black women. I mean black women. I'm sorry, white women. Um, I found you know on dating sites and shit like that that I was on, and um, just for you know just to try something different. In my adulthood, man, I would try to date white women, man. And come to find out, I'm not fucking black enough for them. It's something about my look that throws them off because I got I got the tattoos, I dress the way I dress. But then for me to actually be able to have a fucking conversation without talking to them in slang and talking all this other shit, that's I'm not black enough for them. That's that's what I found. Um, and that's the that's not all of them, of course, not not all of them. But a lot of them, that's the critique or that's what that's the feedback that I that I've gotten. It's like, uh, you're not street enough or you're not hood enough or whatever the fuck the case may be. Like, all right, motherfucker. So <laughs> motherfuckers want me out there to be Lil Wayne and shit. I guess that's what they that's what they're looking for. But it is what it is. But white women, y'all got to fucking relax, man. Um, pay homage to the fucking culture. And, and that shit is cool, man. Pay homage to the culture. Um, and. Um, like I said, man, especially white women, man. If if you if you uh, if you're dating a black man, um, like I said, man, just just know about the culture. And then for all women outside, all women out there dating all men outside of their race, um, make sure that's what you want. And a lot of you motherfuckers got racist ass family members who don't want that. And then you want to bring us around your racist ass family members and act like we can't tell when the mo when those motherfuckers is racist. Like you got to be willing to put up with all of that shit when you're dating outside of your race. It just is what it is. Like it's not it's not good enough to date a motherfucker just because they look good. Oh, he Mexican, he look good. I'm a white girl. Oh, he Mexican, he look good. Like, there's a lot to come with that. Oh, he or she black, she look good. I want to go date her. There's a lot to come with that. And you got to understand it. You got to understand, like, what, what it is you're getting involved in. And if you got racist-ass family members, you got racist-ass family members. 
And if you can't fucking check them or you don't put them in check, don't be surprised when somebody else does. And then you mad at your boyfriend or your girlfriend because they didn't check your racist ass family member. Shit is stupid. Shit is disgusting to me, man. Um, let's see what else we talking about. Um, oh, man, it's a big one, man. <laughs> and I'm only talking about black men specifically when it comes to this one, man. So um, this is the shit I don't like. This is the shit I don't like at all, man. And again, ladies, we could tell. Well, a lot of us can't tell because a lot of us don't fucking pay attention. But I could tell my niggas, they smart. They could tell as well. So now when we get about 30 years of age and above, 30 years and up, right, which is all pretty much majority of all, me and all my friends, we're all 30 plus. And you get these white, I mean, you get these women from all other ethnicities outside of black, outside of black women. You get all these other ethnicities um, 30 plus years old, all of a sudden, now they want to date a black man, right? All of a sudden, like you look at their history, they ain't even got no fucking black friends, or they got one or two, but they ain't really friends, they're just acquaintances or coworkers and shit. They got them on their social medias and shit. Um, but all of a sudden, they want to date black men, right? <laughs> that shit is a fucking joke. Now, here's how it goes, man. Like, let me, let me tell y'all what's going down, because... I'm going to put y'all niggas on game, man, because that's what I'm here to do. So a lot of the time, this is what they'll tell you. Like, so and a lot of them, they shit, they could be they could be 35 years old and just had a kid two years ago. And the, the kid is white or whatever, uh, Mexican, whatever fucking ethnicity they are. That's what their kid is. Right. Um, and then they got older kids, the same the, of the same race. But basically what I'm saying is none of their kids are mixed. And they never dated a black person a day in their life. So we're at the age right now, you know, 30, 35, 40 plus years old. We're at the age right now to whereas a lot of our peers who got married when they were 18, 19, 20 years old, they're, they're getting divorced. They have been divorced. So they're going to tell you that, oh, I've always... <laughs> I had a chick tell me, I asked if she dated black men. She told me, yeah, I have. I said, oh, yeah, when's the last time you dated a black man? This <laughs> I almost called her out of name. But this woman told me, <laughs> yo, shorty told me in eighth grade. I looked out. Bitch, what? Like, girl, bye. Don't, don't play with me, man. Middle school. Like, what? No, so basically you've never dated a black man. Stop playing with me. Anyways, but that's what they do, man. They'll 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 fucking uh they'll tell you. They'll tell, you know, black men that, you know, they've always been attracted to black men. The reason why they never dated a black or, or the reason why they never dated a black man is because they was married to their husbands the whole time and all of this good shit, right? Um but a lot of it is uh, is a lot of it. The, the honest truth is a lot of it stems from what I said before. They're not allowed to bring a fucking black man home. They're not allowed to date uh, black men. Their 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 family strongly frowns upon them dating black men. That's just the reality. They ain't going to say that because everybody want to be fucking PC when it comes to the shit. But me personally, I'll respect you more if you just came out and said that shit. Well, I never dated a black man because my family don't want me to date black men. Black men, um, I'm going to respect you more. You know what I mean? Because you're being honest. Because I could tell when you're not being honest. 
oh, I was dating, uh, I, I was I was with my my husband for ten years. Bitch, we forty. We forty years old, yo. So what happened? What happened to the other ten years? All, when all you was dating was whatever all you was dating. You've never had a you never never dated a black man before in your life. Like I I find that a problem. And now all of a sudden you want to date you want to date a black man. Why is that? Well, fellas, I'm gonna tell you why that is. Okay, so it's widely known that the majority the majority of black men we love thick women. Okay, so the thing is, what's going on with a lot of these women nowadays is. Okay, when they're in their fucking teens and their twenties and their early thirties and shit. Nah, when they're in their, when yeah, when they're in their teens, their twenties and their early thirties and shit. You know, their bodies banging. They didn't. They didn't. You know, they're out there living life and shit. They can get whatever fucking man they want to get, and that's what they go do. But in between that time, you know, they start having kids. Their the metabolism slows down. They're not looking as good. They're they're putting on a lot of weight. They're putting on a lot of weight or some weight, right? So what ends up happening is those white men don't want them no more. Those fucking Mexican men, those Puerto Rican men, those all, all those all those other men, those Asian men, they don't want them no more. Right. But they all know that black men love thick women or thicker women. So then all of a sudden their interest because you got they don't want to be lonely. So they're going to like who they they're going to like who likes them. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not saying all of y'all because. I know because I know I know how much y'all don't listen to shit nowadays. So y'all gonna take this shit and be like this nigga. Like, no, not all of y'all. Um, this, this is not a blanket statement. But a lot of women out there, because they've gained weight and they put on weight and they can't get the white man that they once had or had for 40 fucking years or the Mexican dude that they've had for the last 40, 35 years or whatever the case may be or whatever other ethnicity that they were dating for the, their whole life. Now, all of a sudden, they get, can't get that. So now they're looking at black men because that's what black men want. Black men, black men are going to accept you for your curves. Black men, black men are going to accept you for your thickness. That just is what it is. Um, so a lot of that is going on, fellas. So you got to pay attention to that shit. And I recognize this shit, especially because it's. Like if you pulling women off of if you if you pulling women off of uh, social media and uh, or or, uh, or or these dating apps like one of the things I look at like when they have their friends up in their pictures especially especially on social media but on I do this on on dating apps as well I look at their friends like if they trying to date a black man and they ain't got that one motherfucking black friend in their pictures <laughs> like, like yo. Nah, next. I'm not. I'm not rocking with that at all. Like that's just who I am. I'm. That's just me though. That's me personally. If I'm looking through all your fa fucking Facebook friends and yeah, you got you got black friends on your. I mean, you got black people on your social media. But if you go through five years of fucking pictures that you're posting and you never have a fucking black person in there, not one of them. I got a fucking problem with that. And I'm not going to date you, me personally. I'm not going to date you because that shows me right there that you pretty probably much don't, you pretty much and probably don't know shit about my culture. Not enough to make me want to fucking date you. We could be food. We could be Facebook friends. We could be fucking Instagram friends. We could be cool. 
But as far as me dating you, like, nah, fuck no. Like, you ain't got no black friends, like, at all. Like, for real. Yeah, you got, yeah, you know black people. Because most of the time, they're your fucking coworkers or, you know, some, someone, someone, an acquaintance, basically. I'm talking about black friends. Motherfuckers you actually go out there and hang out with, you kick it with and shit. They don't have it. You know what I mean? A lot of them don't have it. And like I said, that's a red flag for me. That's just for me, man. Because like I said, if I'm dating someone, I want them to understand me and my culture and shit. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm all up for teaching people um, about the culture. I'm all up for it. But you got to have a willingness to do so. Right? And black men, here's another thing, man. Here's another fucking... Here's an issue I have with black men who date white women specifically. A lot of these fucking... These fucking Compton Connies out here be using, be saying the word nigga. Like, it's nothing. Like, yo, my nigga, like, no, no, hold up, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm not going for it at all. And for you ignorant motherfuckers out there, black men who are out there allowing them to say this, to say this, you guys are just, just as fucking guilty. Because I've run across that a lot in my life as well. Like, these fucking, like I said, Compton Connies out here fucking. Motherfucking uh, nigga this, nigga that. Nah, my nigga, nigga this. And I'm like, yo, man, y'all got to relax, yo. You got to relax. Don't say that to me. And then they get offended at me. And like I said, then I, that, I guess that adds to them not thinking I'm fucking street enough or hood enough or ghetto enough for them. But who cares? Fuck them and feed them dog food. That's what I say. So it does not matter to me. You know what I mean? But nah, you're not, nah we're not rocking with that. We're not rocking with that at all, man. So black guys, dudes, man, y'all got to, y'all got to, y'all got to. Y'all got to check these women, these white women when they're out here, nigga this, nigga that, nigga this. Like, come on, man. And I got majority, majority of my homegirls are probably black and they rarely even say that shit. If at all. You know what I mean? So, no, we, we're not rocking with that at all, man. So, um, what else, man? I think that's it. I think, I think that's, that's it. Um. What I want y'all to take from this, man, if you're going to date someone outside your culture, outside your race, um, understand who it is you're dating. If um, if you got racist-ass people in your family, that relationship is probably not going to work out because you got racist-ass people in your family. And obviously, you didn't feel anything about them being racist prior to dating a black person. So... You're probably going to go back to allowing them to be racist as soon as you and that black person breaks up. That's usually how that goes, man. Um, so um, I think that's it, man. Uh, interracial dating. Uh, let me see if I, I, th I think I covered everything. Um, Y'all got some questions, concerns, comments, man. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it all. Um, let's talk about it. Let's let's open the conversation up and talk about some shit I just talked about or whatever it is y'all want to talk about, man. Give me some, give me some pointers. Um, again, man, it's, this shit is not meant to offend nobody. It's just meant to bring up the conversation and start the conversation, start, start the dialogue. Um, because shit, man, I, I, I've come across plenty of fucking women who aren't black and they have no idea what it's like to be fucking black. I mean, uh, to date a black person in general, like all that racist shit that we endure on a daily basis. If you're with us, you're going to pretty much endure that shit, too. And you got to recognize it. You got to understand what's going on. You got to understand that uh, uh, a traffic stop 
for a black person and a white person or a black person and pretty much anyone outside of the Latin culture it's drastically different from a white person. You, we we got to understand that. You got to understand what that looks like because it's a reality. White people get put, white man gets pulled over, white woman gets pulled over. It's nothing, man. You guys are cussing them out. You guys are throwing, I, I mean, the, the license at them. You guys are throwing insurance at them, the whole nine. And some of y'all still might get away with a fucking warning. But if not, the worst thing is going to happen to you is a fucking ticket. As soon as the lights go off in the back of our car, it's a matter of life and death if we're going to make it home or not. And that's how drastic the difference of being a black person in America versus pretty much any other race. The closest ones to us is Latinos and Latinas. But outside of those two demographics, those those two, the stoplight, I mean, the, the, the us getting pulled over, two drastically different things. And it's something that y'all got to understand. Like, this shit is hard out here. Like, every morning when I go running and biking and shit, I'm pretty much the only fucking black, black person running around whatever fucking neighborhood I'm running around, riding my bike around, whatever fucking neighborhood I'm riding my bike around. But I go out here with an understanding that some shit could go down and I might not make it back straight up because of the, the color of my skin. So a lot of you guys are in love with the idea of dating a black man Yo, there's a lot of shit that comes with this. And I, like I said, I did this podcast because I felt like it needs to be understood and this type of shit needs to be talked about. So um, I'm going to get out of here, man. Um, my final report, man, um, I'm, I'm going to say again, man, it's, it's going to be for the, um, the essential workers, man, the workers out there on the front lines, man. I want you guys to be safe, man. Continue to be safe. Uh, Letting you guys know you guys are in our prayers. Hopefully everybody's out there praying for you guys as well. Hopefully you guys are hopefully you guys are making back to your family safe and sound. Hopefully, um, hopefully this shit is over soon. Um, but if not, um, for us non-essential workers and people who don't have to go to work, stay your ass at home. Like straight up, stay your ass at home. Um, that's that's pretty much the gist of it, man. Stay your ass at home. We got fucking H-E-B workers. We got Walmart workers. We got fucking, what's it, Amazon workers. They're all being diagnosed by, 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 by the, like, it's, it seems like three or four, I mean, five to five, five to ten people every day um, from retail is being diagnosed with the coronavirus now, man. So um, if you don't need to be out, don't be out, man. Stay at home, man. Uh, so uh, my final report, like I said, is going out to all of the uh, essential workers out there on the front lines um, doing what they have to do and doing what they can do to keep us all safe and keep the keep us protected. So salute to you guys. Um, and uh, find me at I am King Dre on Instagram. Um, find me at Ask Coach Dre on Instagram and Minority Rap Pod on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, we finally got on Twitter, so... Spread the word on Twitter as well. Um, I love y'all, man. And like I said, if y'all was listening to the show midway through, I got something in there for you, man. Um, so first person, you know the first person. Y'all know what to do. Um, peace and love, all right? Peace.